Chicago's Brandon Markel Holmes wields an expressive voice and the ability to write mature and emotive songs that navigate subjects like identity, love, and being black in America. I got a chance to speak with Brandon about his upcoming album, The Museum of R&B. I also talked to Brandon about his work on Gorilla's album, Humans. This is that conversation. You are listening to Vocalo. I'm Jesse Menendez, my in-studio guest, Chicago singer, writer, actor, Mr. Brandon Markel Holmes. Sir, how are you? Dude, I'm doing so good. I'm so happy to be here. See the stars in the night Sparkling, I'm with you The sun in the sky Shines when I'm with you You see that look in your eye I'm so excited that this album is going to be dropping soon. I was very appreciative that you allowed me to listen to some of the tracks. It sounds mature beyond your years, and there's a certain dedication to this style and this strain of R&B. When you think about your music, what do you attribute to how you sound? The music you grew up listening to, or just more of a decisive effort to sound how you sound now? Concerted effort, should I say? My musical background is kind of all over the place. So I grew up listening to like Al Green, like Bob Marley, Anita Baker. Luther Vandross? Luther Vandross, yes. A lot of Luther Vandross, Harold Melvin, Isaac Hayes. I was listening to this album with my co-host, and she was like, oh, it sounds like he grew up listening to Luther. Yeah, dude. Funny thing. So one of the tracks uh, right beside you that's produced by uh, Bobby Wooten, his father... Was Luther Vandross's like piano player? What? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. He went on like all the world tours with him, and I think I yeah I was like wow like I went over their house to record um some of the some of the music, and I was just talking to him and he was like yeah dude I went on tour with with Luther Vandross he's like yeah we went all over the world I played with him for like this long I was like how was it he was like it was amazing. It was amazing, and he's like has his rich history on Broadway. So does Bobby Wooten, the guy who produced the track. He played in like uh, Color Purple, Hamilton. He's going on tour right now with David Byrne from Talking Heads. I guess there's some weird like connections that you say like Luther Vandross, and I'm like, whoa, my, my one of my producers' dad played. With That's him. wild. That's wild. <laughs> you make me happy. When clouds were gray, when I'm around you, the darkness goes away. You make me feel like a brand new boy. I pray that I could give you much more. So what about that music do you believe laid the foundation for what you would sound like musically, considering that what you're calling out are some of the older individuals who certainly laid their hands all over and made an impression on that genre. Why uh, does that stay with you, you think, those artists, as opposed to naming, like, man, I grew up listening to Genuine and 112 yeah, and, yeah. and Jagged Edge. Yeah, I listen to those guys, too. <laughs> uh, you know, it was just all about the story they were telling it was all about the voice and the chops it was all about um just them being the essence of themselves 
Like, they didn't have anything to hide behind. Like, I was just looking at a video of Anita Baker. She was sitting in a chair, dude, and her voice, like, was just as pure and beautiful as it sounds in the recording. And I'm like, what? Like, no auto-tune, no nothing. She's just sitting down. Like, she's sitting down with her legs crossed, just shredding. And when you see someone deliver that type of passion, that type of truth, it makes you remember that's all that's important. And I think now today with all of the auto-tune and, I mean, everyone uses auto-tune now because everyone's ears are accustomed to hearing that, no matter how good you sing. I guess it's just a reminder of the human spirit and of the importance of, like, just the inside of our essence and what we all connect to. And at the end, we all connect to, to love, to hurt, to, like, wanting to be accepted, to longing, to nostalgia, to all these things. So I guess when you just strip it down for what it is and you realize, like, that's all that matters and you gravitate towards that, I think that's when we start to kind of preserve the genre. Mm. And that's why I call it the Museum of R&B. What I also appreciate about that title and your explanation of what music is or maybe should be is you're also placing importance on it. You're saying this exists in a museum. And if you think about the traditional perception of what a museum is, it's something that houses fine art, right? Yeah. So you're already saying this album is chock full of fine art. Absolutely. Listen. I'm Jesse Menendez. This is Vocalo Radio. My in-studio guest is Brandon Markel Holmes. Tell me about Welcome to America, why it is you sing what you sing and where the idea for this song came from. Yeah, so my my boy Bobby from New York sent me this track. I heard this this kind of like Chopin-esque introduction with the piano, and I love Chopin. And I was like, man, I started hearing like the chord progressions and the piano and the beats. And the, the first thing that came to my mind was, this is a serious song. Like, this is something that's serious, like America, like Welcome to America. Fire in my eyes, both hands are tied, smoke all around me, now in my lungs I can breathe, blood on the ground, bodies falling down, there's a war zone inside me, but I'm forced to turn the other cheek. I just started putting myself in the shoes of like Eric Gardner, people who were murdered by police brutality and the long history of police brutality in America towards like men and women of color specifically. And I just imagine myself like being surrounded by police cars in the middle of the street, um, on my knees with my hands up, and this is the final moment before I die. And I just put myself there. And when I... When I just started writing, I was like, what, what is going through this person's head? Like, fire in my eyes, both hands are tied, smoke all around me, now in my lungs, I can't breathe. 
there's blood on the ground, bodies falling down, there's a war zone inside me, but I'm forced to turn the other cheek. What kind of crazy world is this? The chalk on the ground trace my remnants. Lock me in chains till I don't exist. Welcome to America. Like, the way we live, the way we die, the blood that spilled so many lives. I started looking at the preamble and parts of the Constitution and, like, America the Beautiful. Those were my reference when I wrote the chorus because I was like, I really just wanted to kind of, like, remind America of what we agreed upon, what we, what the foundation of this country. But I also wanted to put in the reality that is not respected. You know what I'm saying? The things that we go through as, like, you know, people, men and women of color in this country, just all of the injustices. And I just, and I started to think about Nina Simone. It's like... Blood on the leaves. Blood on the leaves. Look at the stains falling all around me. My hands are up. I'm on my knees. My face hits the ground. My heart races and pounds. I guess this is my final plead. Rest in peace to liberty. Liberty. The inalienable rights of, like, all Americans. And when you think about what that means and the, the infrastructure in which we built this country on, it's really hard to think about that and think that that was actually built with us in mind. So Welcome to America is kind of my preamble. Welcome to America. The way we live, the way we die, the blood has spilled so many lives. We hope to see a better life. Our sons and daughters hear them cry. listening to Vocalo. I'm Jesse Menendez. My in-studio guest is Brandon Markel Holmes. I don't usually get into collaborations, but the fact is you did a pretty big one, and because of that, every time you walk into a room, people are like, Grammy-nominated Brandon Markel Holmes. <laughs> you did a pretty cool collaboration with Gorillaz on the recent album for the song Circle of Friends, and what's wild is just how you got the call to do this and how it went from what was going to be just a small part. There are no small actors, right? Uh, what was going to be a very different part that ended up being just like you on this hook, which is crazy. So if you don't mind sharing that story, that'd be great. Man, so, yeah, I guess I'm still trying to figure out what happened. So I, I met a legendary producer, Twilight Tone. And right there already, that could be the story. And people are like, damn, you met Twilight Tone? <laughs> as hell right yeah I didn't even know who he was when we met and I was with a good friend of mine and she uh, introduced us and we like had lunch and we chilled and like we just started talking about Chicago and this is how we became friends it was all about Chicago man it was about like the south side like how he grew up here like when he moved to New York and like you know the scene that he came up in and um we just, like, talked about, like, I don't know, like, education, art. He loves theater. He's a very creative person. Even though, like, a lot of his his big work has been in, like, hip-hop, he's like a, he's like like Mr. Jekyll. Sure. Hyde. Renaissance man. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's crazy. 
And he didn't even know I was a singer because I didn't want to make that the point. I didn't want to say, oh, my God, like, you're Grammy nominated for, like, Mercy with Kendrick Lamar and Rick Ross and, like, Big Sean. Like, I'm a singer. So we actually were friends for, like, at least two months before he even found out I was a singer. And then <laughs> somehow he found out, and then he, like, sent me a beat, and um, he was, like, right to this. And I was like, okay, cool, and I sent it back. And he was like, dude, this is awesome. And, you know, when he came back to Chicago, we, like, kicked it, and he was just like, dude, I think, like, you're, you're dope. Like, you know, he's like, if I have anything coming up, I would love for you to be a part of it. Seriously, less than, like, six months later, I got a call. He's like, yo, you want to come to London? At first, we were supposed to go to London, and then he was like, I can't tell you who it is. I can't really, like, disclose any information, but are you down? I said, okay, sure, I'm down. He's like, yeah, she's like, we're we're just trying to, like, trying to figure it out. We don't really know what we want to do yet, but we just know we want some cool people in the room, blah, blah, blah. So he was like, somebody's going to call you in, like, a few days. So I got a call from the gorilla's manager, and she was like, hello, blah, blah, blah. Are you interested in coming to New York? I hear you're interested. Like, what's your information? I would love to fly you out. And da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, cool. And um, we get there, and, like, I still, like, really, like, have no clue, like, what's going on. And then we, like, <laughs> find out, like, it's the gorillas, and they're actually going to be there, that we're not just, like, recording and, yeah. like, Sending shipping off. off some tracks. They were, like, there, and we recorded for, like, a week and then we recorded for, uh, then they, then we went home for like a few days. Then they emailed us, was like, guys, we need some more. We need more stuff because of, we thought we had everything, but we want you to do more. I was like, oh my God, yes, I'm coming back, like now. Uh, And then I get there, and then we do another week. And then, like, it was Thursday night. I went to Arlene's Grocer to see uh, this really awesome artist named Jonathan Horde. And I was with my singer friend on the album as well, uh, Melanie Charles. We, We were up late. We were just, like, eating pizza, like, just, like, tripping out that we're in New York, like, living off per diems right now. (laughs) that's amazing yeah and then I go to sleep because we got an email like you guys don't have to be back to the studio until 2 o'clock I'm like okay cool then I get a call at like 7am after being up all night like can y'all come in at 10 (laughs) I was like what I was just so dude I was so hungover it was crazy I was just like oh my god no I was like no no. So then I just like woke up, drank a lot of water, drank some coffee, like took a Tylenol or two, walked over to the studio. And it was like, a, it was like actually like a long day. And at the end, we were just singing Circle of Friends like repeatedly. Circle of, circle of, circle of, circle of friends. Circle of, circle of, circle of, circle of friends. Circle of, circle of.
I started singing and I was like, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be doing this right now. I don't know if I'm going to offend anybody like all of these singers in New York, like all these singers in this room have been grinding so hard. They all live in New York. They've been putting in work for years. And I'm like, I just, I'm just like going to take this moment. And then Twilight Tone was like, keep singing. Like he was like hand motioning me like, keep going, keep going. And then when it was over, I looked to my right and my friend Marcus was crying. He had tears in his eyes. I don't know, it was like a moment of just like synchronicity that came over the room and everyone agreed that that was the right decision. Everyone was just like very happy that that happened and it was it was like peace. It was actually peace in the room. It was it was like I don't know, like back back when I used to go to church, I remember like sometimes like when the service was really good or like worship was really good, like there was like there was like this peace that would come over the congregation and you would just feel like this like serenity almost. And that's how I felt in that room when I was there. And then I came out, we walked out of the studio. I didn't know what they were gonna say or do. Like I didn't know they were gonna be like, yo, like why did you, you sing did out too of, much? Yeah, why did you sing out of turn? And Damon was like, mate, that was amazing. He was like, dude, he's like, you've Nikoff did that. He's like, it was great. And I was like, thank you so much. And then I go, can I get a picture? <laughs> God damn it, man! <laughs> he's, like, rude. he's like, he's like, he's like, you want a picture with me? Can I get a picture with you? <laughs> this is this was his exact words, dude. Well, that's an amazing story, and I'm glad that you get to tell it. And the only reason I said sometimes I'm a little reluctant to talk about collaborations because, in my opinion, the shine should be all on you. And while that was something you did to to amplify somebody else's work, I still believe that. It's on your own merit that you're sitting in the studio talking to me because of what you're doing on your own. Thank you so much, man. Continued success, my man. Thank you, brother. Thank you for making time. Absolutely. What kind of crazy nightmare is this? It's such a shame.